Iguodala, and here it comes. He got it! The Warriors have won on a game-winning shot by Andre Iguodala! Live in the entertainment capital of the world. A Smith screen. Posey will defend. Martin Show. Oh! Flight nine is cleared for landing. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Gasol says, "Hey, pass a big ticket." T.C. Martin. Oh, here comes the Birdman, flapping his wings and soaring for a sweet flush. When you're aerodynamically designed with that hairdo, you can do those kinds of things with that sweet mohawk. The doctor is now in. Unos, dos, tres. Olé. Olé. All right, glad to have you with us on this thunderous Thursday edition of the T.C. Martin Show. Ballpark Frank, VGK Frank, take your pick. They're both apropos today because, you know, we're hanging out at ballparks and we're hanging around the rinks and the Golden Knights are in action tonight, so... I guess you'll be ballpark Frank this hour and VGK Frank next hour. How's that? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And Numchuck can just be big, big games against Colorado coming up. There you next go. Two games. Numchuck can just be Numchuck. Massage parlor Numchuck after what everyone's calling him after yesterday. No, we'll just call him Speed Dial Three. <laughs> yeah, because Speed Dial Four didn't work so well yesterday. <laughs> All right. So today on the program. Oh, my goodness gracious. Lon Kruger's joining us. And plenty of news to talk about with Lon Kruger. Not only his son, Kevin, the new head coach at UNLV. A very proud Papa moment uh, for him. And we talked to Kevin on the show yesterday. That interview is up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. So you can check that out, our conversation with Kevin Kruger yesterday. And then Lon coming on uh, today, of course, agreeing to come on a couple days ago. And uh, then today we get news that... uh, takes a little bit different terms, or our line of question may be a little bit different. We're talking about Kevin Kruger taking over UNLV, you know, where his dad, uh, you know, was a great successful coach here at UNLV before he moved on to University of Oklahoma. And, you know, Kevin being a player on that team, nice little homecoming. Well, this really might be a homecoming now because just hours ago, it is announced officially that Lon Kruger has retired as head coach. The University of Oklahoma, fantastic career, uh, one of only three coaches to lead five teams to the NCAA tournament. And one of those, Rick Pitino. A lot of people have been talking about Rick, you know that stat with Rick Pitino, and now we're going to be hearing more about that because yes, Lon Kruger announces his retirement today. For a lot of people, they think, okay, whoa, this thing came rather quickly. I was talking to Lon the last couple days. None of that came up, obviously. But I, I do believe it is a domino effect that when Kevin Kruger got the job at UNLV, uh, we know that Lon was very happy, very proud. Uh, he was telling me the other day, oh, Kevin's all fired up. Of course, we talked to Kevin yesterday. And uh, we know that, that Las Vegas has you know, been the home for the Krugers for a, a long time since Lon you know, coached here in, in the early to mid-2000s. And, uh, of course, that's why Kevin took the job here, so he could take over the Runner Rebel program. Last two years, he's been an assistant or T.J. Otzelberger. And we knew that, uh, okay, you could tap into your dad, and now he can tap into your dad a little bit more because probably a good possibility now that, you know, Lon says, hey, Kevin's on his way. I kind of want to, you know, follow follow him, let him follow his dream. 
and maybe it's time for for me to step down to Oklahoma. And we don't know how long this has been going on. We'll talk to him, uh, you know, when we get him on the show. But uh, very interesting turn of events today in the Kruger family. Yeah, events turned sooner than expected. A lot of people would say, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is interesting, and the timing's right there. <clears throat> and I thought it was also. Uh, Interesting because you had set up this interview not knowing all this was going to go on. And now, of course, it did. And knowing Lon Kruger and the kind of guy that he is, he obviously knew something was was uh, was going to happen. So it seems to me like he's just getting all his ducks in a row and everything. He's the consummate professional, really nice guy. And uh, we know that he loves uh, spending a lot of time out here in Vegas. Uh, wouldn't be surprised uh, to see him maybe have a couple season tickets or something like that over at the Thomas and Mac here in the not-too-distant future. Not saying that he's going to or whatever. And, again, it's not like he's going to be coaching the team or doing something like that. But we always said that, or yesterday when we talked with Kevin, kind of mentioned that uh, Lon wouldn't be more than a phone call away. Well, now he might, might just be a knock on the door away. Yeah, no, I think there's a, a lot of truth to that. And, obviously, <laughs> and, again, we know how tight they are. Lon and Kevin and you know Kevin said something yesterday and I didn't even anticipate him saying when I asked him the question about hey at what age or what time did you realize that you want to be a head coach and instantaneously he said eight nine years old yep and so that tells you number one how close him and his dad we know and Barb his mom how close they are we understand that but this truly is a, a family business with them and Kevin Great player. Again, transferred from Arizona State. You know, when Lon was the head coach, got the job here at UNLV. And um, he, Kevin said, hey, man, I, I want to come and in, in have my senior year there. And Curtis Terry told the story with us on Friday about that. I was like, wow, that's, that, that's great. But he was afraid. Am I stepping on anybody's toes? You know, I got one year of eligibility. And, you know, yesterday we talked about the transfer portal with him. Kevin Kruger was the guy that the whole kind of transfer portal started. To a certain degree. He was a grad transfer. And I believe he was the very first grad transfer. Because he had his credits in. Basically, diploma all said and done at ASU. Hey, I got a year of eligibility left. I'm going to go play for my dad at UNLV, which basically is our second home anyway. And, and like you mentioned, when he did that, if you didn't catch that interview with Curtis Terry, he didn't just come here going like, oh, my dad's there, so I got a place on the team. I can come walking in and that. He made sure he didn't want to be an intrusion on the team. He didn't want to rub anybody the wrong way. So he called the players on the team. Hey, is it cool if I come there? Is it all right in that? And Curtis mentioned he used to come up here and play the pickup games and that in the offseason and that with them all. And Curtis was like, yeah, yeah, we're meeting at the park at you know so-and-so time. And he's like, no, no, no. I don't mean for, for this weekend's games. I want to come and play at UNLV. And Curtis was like, what? <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, even though – and Curtis said he knew that it was going to sacrifice his game a little bit, but when you can add a player like a Kevin Kruger when he was playing back then – and, yeah, he wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the greatest shooter of all time, but he did everything right, and he is – and I know this phrase is used a lot. He's a coach's son. He grew up as a ball boy for these kids when he was eight or nine years old, when it probably hit him that, wow, this is what I want to do. I want to be around this forever. He was a player and knew that his skill set was limited as a player. So, you know, it's like learn as much as you can there, be the coach on the court, but absorb everything. Be a sponge. Look at what other players do. Make other players better as a player and then as a coach and, of course, all they use is an assistant coach. So he's been grooming himself for this for a long, long time. 
And I'm sure that him and Lon talked about this when he was a teenager and when he was at UNLV and that. And I'm sure that Lon was like, well, if this is what you want to do, then you've got to do it the right ways. He didn't have an easy path. It's not like when he said, hey, my playing days are over. Dad, I want to be an assistant coach. And not like Lon said, well, come on and join my staff. No, he had to go other places right. first. He, he wasn't just handed this. He earned it. And that's the way that you would expect Lon Kruger's son to do it. And I think it's going to be, you know, probably pay dividends down the road for him. And you got to remember this, too. Like, and it's a great point that you bring up. You know, Lon Kruger has been at this for well over 20 years. I mean, you know, five different stops that he's made and has taken all these teams to the NCAA tournament. Kansas State, Florida, Illinois, UNLV, and Oklahoma. And so Kevin very easily could have been an assistant for Lon right away. But his first two years were at Northern Arizona. That's where he started. Yeah, the Lumberjacks. The, the, not, not, not exactly a pristine no, program. No, no. But, you know, very easily he could have been on lawn staff, you know, right away. But, no, he, you know, he was playing professional ball. He did play overseas for about six or seven years. Yeah. Got a chance to play. And then he said, no, nah, now's the time I want to get back into coaching. But, yeah, he had to earn it. He got a job at, at Northern Arizona. And then Lon says, hey, you know, we're, we're going to have an opening here. Why don't you come over here? And, and he did. And then he left there to come to UNLV. And a lot of people say, well, do you think he knew what was in the cards? Well, not immediately, but I think that was part of the plan. It was like, we have a home in, in Vegas. It is our second home. We love it here. And, and for the most part, Lon and Kevin have spent a good part of, I would say, the months of May through September here. And, of course, you're recruiting, of course, during the months of, of June and July as well, too. But a lot of the tournaments, you know, the prestigious ones are here in Vegas during that time, during the uh, recruiting open period. So this has always been their home. So when he got the opportunity to leave Oklahoma, and a lot of people say this, too. Well, why did, would you leave Oklahoma under that perennial powerhouse? They went to two Final Fours under your dad and be T.J. Otzelberger's assistant. And I think, you know, for Kevin, it was like, I like Vegas. This is a way to further my career. Maybe get under, you know, out of the shadow of of my of my dad, and if I play my cards right, I can be T.J. Otzelberger's successor in maybe three or four years. Well, sure enough, T.J. Otzelberger, you know, the, the he goes to Iowa State because the job opened there sooner than later. And Kevin Kruger, like we talked about yesterday, and we talked about even last week, it's a it was a natural fit for him. Now, of course, a lot of people would like a higher profile name, someone with head coaching experience. But like we've talked about over and over, this seemed like the right fit for UNLV and for Kevin Kruger from a budgetary standpoint, from where the program is right now, and getting a guy with the last name of Kruger, if you can't have Lon, get Kevin. And now today, Lon says, you know, I'm stepping down to Oklahoma. I don't think it had 100% to do with, with Kevin getting the UNLV job. But I think there was a factor in there that, yes, he would like to see his son succeed. And I think part of it is, too, that he is getting up there in age. Maybe the grind is getting on him. He, we know he has the passion. He is all in still with coaches versus cancer. He wants to continue with that. But if we're being totally honest, too, the Oklahoma Sooners teams have not been as good as they were years ago. And they came in as a number eight seed this year. They lost five out of the last six regular season games. The recruiting classes, I'd say, after Buddy Heald of a few years ago, you have not been that top-notch. So I think the timing's good. Kevin Kruger's situation at UNLV factored in, and Lon says, you know, 
I got my health. This is a good time. And I can tell you, as a parent, uh, you want to see your kid succeed and follow your kid to a place that is already like your home. It makes perfect sense. No, it, it does make perfect sense. And I know there's some people out there now that, because let's face it, we live in a world of social media and conspiracy theories and that, that it's like, oh, all, they had all this planned right from the start. All this was, you know, they knew what was a, First off, if they planned it all, they had to know that Iowa State was going to have a horrendous season record-wise. They were going to be competitive but lose all their games, including every single one in conference, that that job was going to open, that it was going to be offered to TJ, that he was going to leave. I mean, everything that happened... I think that they kind of, like you said, I think it was maybe a long-term plan. Let me go here. TJ's the coach now. But TJ, there's a good chance he's not going to stay there forever. Something's going to open up. If Iowa State opens up, that would be the no-brainer one. But there's other jobs that might have opened up that he might have at least entertained the idea of in a Power 5 or something. It just all was on the fast track. It happened quicker than people thought. And so, like you said, it's, it's called kind of a perfect storm. It all came together like it did. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to work out. We don't know that Kevin Kruger is going to be able to recruit. We don't know how involved Lon is or isn't going to be with the UNLV program. He might be completely hands-off and say, hey, Kev, I'm here to support you and answer the phone. But, no, it's your show. You run with it or whatever. We don't know any of that stuff right now. But he's getting the opportunity. He seems like a really good guy. We've talked to him before. We knew him a little bit when he played here. So a lot of people are in his corner. But, you know, Leo DeRocher's old nice guys finished last. Well, hopefully that's not the case here. Lon Kruger's a nice guy. He certainly didn't finish last. You know, he, he was right up in there, like you mentioned, Final Four appearances. So we don't know how it's going to transpire. But for people out there that are thinking the things about, like, oh, oh, oh they had this all planned out, that's impossible. They, they couldn't have possibly had it all planned out because they didn't know what was going to transpire. And especially at UNLV, and we've talked about this many times before, when you go back and you look at how the coaching searches have gone and what has transpired, it has been, call it whatever you want to call it, a hex, a jinx, it's just been very, very unusual. Going back to you know, when Dave Rice was let go midseason of 2016, and then, okay, who are we going to get? Mick Cronin. Okay, Tina Kutzer-Murphy says he's our guy. They talk to Mick Cronin, bring him in here. He's going, I'm ready. I'm good. Uh, sign, steal, deliver. Let me go home. Let me, let me talk to my family. All good. Basically committed that he was going to be the head coach at UNLV. Goes back and his AD says, okay, I know I let you go back there for an interview, but now it's our turn. Let us try to match this or and go beyond. And that's what they did. And Mick Cronin says, uh, sorry, UNLV, done. And then there you go. Then Chris Beard, they go on the coach search. They hire him. He's here for literally three weeks. Actually had some workouts with the team. And then what happens? Texas Tech, his place, a former residence, opens up. Wow, that's I used to work there. I was an assistant there. I'm going to go there. It was like the perfect storm. The same situation. And then T.J. Osselberger, the exact same thing. Eight years as an assistant. Wife played basketball there. We love that place. That's our home. Dream job, so to speak. It opens up. And, again, you kind of saw the writing in the wall because Steve Prom had a horrible year. Call it COVID, call it whatever. They've never been this bad before in, in recent memory. And, and, and like you had mentioned. 2-22-0-18. Yeah, they were a competitive yeah. team, but yeah. if you just, it's a results-oriented business, yes. and you look yeah. at the record. It doesn't matter how many single-digit games you lost. It doesn't matter how many buzzer beaters went against you. At the end of the day, people look at your record, the bottom line. And for a team that's been to several – 
NCAA basketball tournaments, to have that record and to be 0-18 in conference, that something had to give, yeah, and no, it gave. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And again, and, and Prom was kind of one of those lower-level names as far, but again, he had some ties there. They hung with him as long as they could, and that was it. And they are getting – they're basically getting another guy like Steve Prom. But this is a guy that is T.G. Otzelberger, very good friends with the athletic director there, and he is kind of he is throwing T.J. Otzelberger a bone, saying, "Hey, you know, you know, come coach our team." So again, the the, the perfect storm. So none of this. Here's the things that that I want to squash. I mean, again, because of everything <laughs> that I just said about how oh boy, you know, UNLV has this weird thing, and they go through all these coaching hires, and again, they've basically gone through five coaching searches in the last five years. That's unheard of craziness. Okay. Not five head coaches, five years. Those two guys I talked about accepted, turned it down. And here we go again. So, but to think people are thinking, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Kevin Kruger is going to be the successor to Lon Kruger. When this news came out today, the Lon Kruger was resigning at or retiring at uh, Oklahoma. Oh yeah. Kevin's going to go there. Well, stop. No, no. Kevin Kruger is the head coach of UNLV. He is not going to Oklahoma. Okay, so just because this nonsense has happened before for much different reasons, no, Oklahoma is not his home. Las Vegas is Kevin Kruger's home. It's also Lon Kruger's home and his second home, basically, and probably be his first home now. So probably sell the home in Norman, Oklahoma. But for people to think that Kevin Kruger is going to take over for his dad, that's ludicrous, preposterous, forget about it. It is not going to happen. Okay? Even though, yes, it's Big 12, there's no guarantee that Oklahoma would want Kevin Kruger. In fact, there's probably more of a guarantee that they wouldn't. And that's uh, not uh, a slight against Kevin they, Kruger. 100% they, they, they don't. They, they can get anybody they want. Yeah, they're not looking for a coach with right. zero head coaching experience Correct. there. Correct. You can guarantee that, my friend. Yes. yes. When Lon Kruger came there... Uh, you know, he came from UNLV. He had coached at Illinois, like you mentioned. He had some big-name programs. You know, they're not looking for, hey, he was an assistant under T.J. Osselberger. Bring him on to Oklahoma. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just it, it, it's ludicrous. But again, in the social media world we live in. But that comes from people that don't follow basketball. And again, it's just it's just theory type of stuff. Well, just, and some I think no are credence and that doesn't make any sense. Well, and some I think are tongue in cheek putting that kind of stuff out there. But some you look at and you wonder, do these just bronies actually believe this? But here that's the thing though. <laughs> when you do things like that tongue in cheek, it makes you look bad because you got to be careful of the situation. I mean, that is a hot button topic. I mean, that's like the the stove is has been you know turned on for tw- 20 minutes. Don't put your finger there because UNLV is a butt of a lot of these jokes throughout the college basketball world because of what we just described has happened here in the last right. five years. So you, you don't even go there with that because, again, it's, it, it's, it's not funny. It's not even close. It, I guess you get a chuckle out of it. But if, there's, if you're putting that out there and being serious or even semi-serious, that's insane because it's it's not happening. No, Oklahoma can get whoever they want. Iowa State in the same conference as Oklahoma, who has had just as much success as Oklahoma, they could get whoever they want. They settled for T.J. Otzelberger, but they had budgetary issues. They had to get a coach that could slide in un- under that, and they lost a lot of money. All their programs did, you know, during during COVID. And again, they said, let's get a familiar face, familiar guy who has recruited here before, so let's do that. 
So, yeah, he, he's got the he's got the ties there. TJ has the ties yes. at Iowa State. The only tie and Ke- that and Kevin has the ties here. Yeah, it, not yeah, the, really in Oklahoma. No, the only tie he has to Oklahoma is that he was Lon's assistant for three years. Yeah, not it, seven, not eight, not ten. Yeah, he didn't know. play ball there. Right. He didn't live there and say how much he was ingratiated in the community and everything else. He said he came to UNLV because he's coming home. He couldn't then go to Oklahoma and say, "Yeah, I'm leaving home to go home." I mean, it's right. a, it, 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 none of it adds up, you mm-hmm. know. Two and two don't make seven. <laughs> well, some universities, it, it depends. I don't know. See, Numchuk's doing it right. He's double checking. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. See, he got seven. There you go. It's four, but that's okay. Should have given yourself the buzzer instead of that. Oh, you did get four. There you go. I got you. What is speed dial seven? <laughs> yeah, who is on speed dial? Should we, should we find out today? Jeez. You know. I got plenty of te- got plenty of texts and stuff yesterday. People want they, they hey, can we get some more massage parlor talk? Say, <laughs> well, we'll cool that for a while until until lawsuit number what seventeen comes. I don't know. Do we have the breaking news? Do we, what's what's the latest update that we have? I've, what I, is the Deshaun Watson lawsuit count today, ladies and gentlemen? Because every day it's gone up. I come into work yesterday, said, oh, it's it, it's thirteen. Frank goes, no, it's up to sixteen now. So what is it now? Haven't seen anything new oh. today. Oh, today no off day? Today, today I, an off maybe, day? Maybe. Our massage parlor's closed on, uh, what's that, Wednesdays or Thursdays? Well, I don't know. if The, the one you called yesterday said they're open 24-7. They so, did. They did. You know? They did. they did. And they knew what a happy ending was all about, too. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> neither, neither did they. We, no. But she, well, we did. We can confirm that at that place that they were closed. <laughs> If you're going, what the heck are these guys talking about? Well, go back and listen to the podcast on yesterday's show. It's on the website. There you go. All right. So the news again today. Uh, Lon Kruger announces his retirement, leaves Oklahoma uh, after going to the NCAA tournament this year, losing to Gonzaga in the second round. They had a very good victory in the opening round. And, again, it was the 8-9. And like we talked about last week, and especially with Curtis Terry, he's like, man, that 8-9 game, it's, it's kind of brutal because you know you're getting number one. It worked out great for Loyola Chicago. Well, okay? but, but Oklahoma not only got number one, they got the overall number one. Exactly. <laughs> so they beat Missouri. And I don't know if anybody watched that game, but if you go back and you Google that game or, or comments – you know who they gave all of the credit? All of the credit to for Oklahoma winning that game? Long Kruger. Because in that situation that we talk about all the time, the controversial, hey, when you're up by three, should you foul or not foul when it comes to the final possession? And Oklahoma was up by three against Missouri, and Missouri came down and they drew up a three-point shot attempt, and Long Kruger had his guy foul. And people, and it worked out, you know, for him. And people were going, Long Kruger won the game. Everyone in Oklahoma say, Long Kruger won the game. So, way to go, coach. You know, there you go. Yeah. Experience does come in with that. And again, I am one of those guys 50 50 on that when you should do it, when you shouldn't do it. I've never really been a big proponent that you do it all the time. Well, no, it, it's it got to go by matchups. If exactly. you're playing Oral Roberts, you yeah. probably fall because everybody on their team can shoot a three. And who's on the floor, free throw percentages for those players. Absolutely. And what they shoot as a team from yeah. three and from free throws. Yeah, and, and, and one of the hardest things in basketball to do is when they are on the line, like you mentioned, if you can get somebody who's not good anyhow and they're shooting, especially if they're still just shooting a one-on-one or something, right. and they don't have two on it, you know, they could miss the first one. But if they make the first one, one of the hardest things to do is to accurately miss the second free throw. 
That's a skill. That's something. It, 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 it's not easy to do to get it where you go because these guys, they're trained and coached to try to make them. And if you're a good free throw shooter, it's hard to miss. And then to miss where the ball bounces out the proper way is even more difficult than you still have to corral it and get up the next shot. Yeah, and we saw that in the first two rounds of the tournament, a couple games. I believe it was the game Tuesday night. We saw that intentionally miss. And the guy threw it so fl- – uh, shot the ball so flat. Right at the front of the in rim. In front of the rim. And it, just it just came just, right down. Right. It's like, what are you doing? No, you got you to put some arc on that thing, yeah, man. You gotta, and, and, back and, rim. Yeah, and, and they say that too. You, you, you want to hit the back rim. But, again, when you're not used to doing that, you sometimes wonder. It's like, are there coaches out there that are – is that something that's practiced by some teams out there? Missing a free throw? Because there's so many guys that are bad at making free throws that you think that – you probably don't want to coach them to learn how to miss them. No, that 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 is practice, and I don't want to say almost every day in practice, but it's a lot. But usually having one of the the grad assistants or one of the assistant coaches shooting those free throws, so you're working on it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but uh, and of course I'm being a, uh, joking semi there too because you do have some guys that miss that. But for the most part, that is a drill that you do, and right, you have the GAs no. that actually you know throw that up too, just like in your rebounding drills as well too. You know, the head coach usually is isn't shooting up like in high school when we do that. But you know, you have your assistant or the grad assistant up there or one of the bench guys. Okay, back rim, boom, we're doing our rebounding drill for ten minutes today. So yeah, and even a lot and a lot of people don't even realize that that there is an art to rebounding. I remember oh. when Dennis Rodman first came to the Bulls and he said the first thing you wanted to do was see how everybody shoots the ball to see how their, you know, mm-hmm. Steve Kerr's shot comes off different than Scottie Pippen's or Michael Jordan's or whatever the other players in that because of the way they, the arc they put in it, the, where they're shooting from. All the, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Because I'll never forget the first day they asked him, they go, well, what did you learn about rebounding today when you practice with the Bulls? And he goes, these guys like to shoot the ball. Yeah, right. <laughs> all of them like to shoot the ball. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to uh, Long Kruger and a very busy day for him. So, uh, again, he's scheduled uh, to join us here in, in a few moments. A little later on in the program, uh, Chuck Esposito will join us next hour, cover the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Also, we will go over the Sweet 16 matchups, eight of them. So we'll, uh, we'll get uh, his thoughts on all of that as well over at Sunset Station. And RVD in the house today. Numchuck, very happy about that. Rob Van Dam uh, comes for his, uh, what do you call that, bi-weekly? What is bi-weekly or bi-monthly? You know, when, when it's every other week. What is the proper terminology on that? I'm not looking at Numchuck because he has no idea. I believe it's bi-weekly. Okay, so there is. Yeah. So RVD for his bi-weekly uh, appearance, yeah. and uh, we'll talk some wrestling. and uh, Because that's easier to say CBD than too. every other week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A <laughs> lot to cover, a lot to hit on, of course, today. We're glad that you joined us. T.C. Mart Show on a thunderous Thursday. I do exactly what I want to do. It's, it's the, the Dr. T.C. Martin. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. The doctor is now in. Brown, 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 Bill. All right, as you know, we've been talking a lot of UNLV run and rebel basketball. Kevin Kruger joined the program yesterday. And again, congratulations to him as the new UNLV head coach. And uh, today we hear from... The predecessor, I guess, uh, if you want to go back uh, to one of the uh, original UNLV head coaches. And, uh, you know, we plan on talking to Long Kruger today about his son, Kevin, and the Oklahoma Sooners. But lo and behold, what could we be talking about now? 
possibly retirement we're hearing. Log Kruger joins us now, the former UNLV coach and Oklahoma Sooner head coach. The only guy, the, well, one of only three coaches to lead five teams to the NCAA tournament. Lon, what is going on, my man? Hey, good to be with you. I guess, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of an interesting day for sure. Uh, you know, a few uh, few weeks ago we hadn't planned on this day. Uh, we expect to go a little bit longer, but uh, all things uh, considered, uh, we did uh, announce retirement today. And uh, it's always tough to leave leave a team, you know, and that's the hardest part. We've got a great group of young men, and they're fun, and they're going you know, to be fun next year, and uh, we'll be cheering from uh, – uh, not the sidelines, but uh, up in the stands. So we're excited for them. All right, Lon. So I got to ask. I mean, how long has this uh, been brewing for you here? Because uh, you've done a great job of, of keeping it under wraps. If this has ha- has been some time coming, uh, again, you know, we were talking uh, back and forth the la- last couple days. When did you come to this determination? And if you can, please give us the details. Not really anything unusual. I met with the uh, you know the. Final decision was made yesterday with our athletic director Joe Castiglione. Uh, um, you know, kind of going into this year, back in September, uh, kind of expected to go this year and at least one more. And uh, you know, quite honestly, when uh, you know, good friend, assistant coach uh, Lou Hill passed about two months ago, just you know, quite honestly, just started working on me a little bit. And then, as always, I always knew the the tug of the grand grandkids would be the reason that. Uh, we uh, you know gave it up and moved on to the retirement level and uh, and that that probably was the biggest factor a combination of those two things did it factor in when Kevin got the job as the head coach here at UNLV did that enter into your mind a little bit like hey really would like you know really because I know how happy you were you know for him and you are for him and again Las Vegas is you know you guys second home did that factor into like well okay maybe this is really a good time it definitely contributed, yeah. And and uh, shoot, you know, cheering on, uh, you know, whatever your kids are doing is uh, is uh, the greatest joy. So being able to, you know, watch his games and uh, cheer, you know, cheer him on, and uh, absolutely. But uh, you know that is kind of coincides with the the grandkids, the influence they had, and uh, you know, being a part of their activities and watching them grow and being there. And uh, we'll split our time between. Vegas and Nashville is where our daughter lives with her kids and, and Oklahoma. So, yeah, all, all good stuff. Lon Kruger joins us. Uh, Lon officially announced his retirement today as the University of Oklahoma head coach. We know that you met with your players just a couple hours ago, Lon. Tell us uh, what that was like. I got a chance to kind of see him as it leaked out today. We you know, were a little naive to think that it wouldn't leak out, I guess. <laughs> so we had a 3 o'clock meeting scheduled, which we – did have, but uh, you know, kind of met the players individually throughout the day, and and they were great. They were absolutely great. Uh, good, good group of guys, and and uh, you know, and just uh, all feel good and and all positive, and uh, again, just huge fans of theirs going forward. We know that you're in good health, uh, and we again, we know that you're such a great spokesman and organizer for Coaches versus Cancer here in Vegas, and just not in Vegas, but but throughout the country and everything. Was was the coaching grind getting to you after a while, or did you have a timetable set, uh, you know, before that you said, okay, maybe you know, uh, I'm gonna you know, give this up in two or three years, and then again, you mentioned Lou Hill, you mentioned Kevin, that sort of thing. Uh, how have you been feeling personally, and did the grind factor into this? 
the, the grind, uh, you know, not at all. I mean, it is a grind. You know, in the Big Twelve, it's really a grind. <laughs> they, right. And, they, and uh, let's be honest, teams, too, with COVID too, right? I mean, that uh, this well, was a then you, had, you had COVID do it, yeah. but but no, not really, okay. not that part of it. Because I love, I love, you love preparing for the challenge, uh, preparing for, you know, Baylor, preparing for, you know, Gonzaga, preparing for Missouri, all those teams that you prepare for in a tournament or Big Twelve. And that's that's the, the greatest uh, kind of uh, you know excitement is okay. How do we you know let's figure out how to do this together with your team and uh, and we're doing it against other ranked teams every night. It seems like in the Big Twelve, it uh, it does become a grind. But that's you know, that's kind of part of the excitement. That's part of the challenge. And uh, and uh, that was okay, you know, because we loved we loved going to practice every day and we loved working with the guys and loved seeing their progress. And, and uh, and all that, but no, I think I think it's more of a factor of just hey, you know, it's time, it's time with uh, again uh, uh, the grand grandchildren looking and tugging, and uh, not that they did that consciously, of course, but uh, in uh, our minds and hearts, Barb, Barb, of course, uh, you, know, you know, she's excited about more time with the grandkids. She loves what what the coaching life has been, but. Uh, she also loves those grandkids, too. There you go. Lon Kruger joins us, T.C. Martin Show, along with Frank Harnish. You know, Lon, I remember covering you out here, and everybody in Vegas missed you when you left and you went to Oklahoma. You were such a ingrained part of the community, and you still are, and people love you here in Las Vegas. You've had a storied career. You've been a success everywhere you've gone. What are some of the highlights or the pinnacles when you look back on your career, or is it still a little bit too early to ask that? Because I'm sure you have great memories from every stop that you've had along the way. We've been so fortunate. I mean, to do, I mean, we started as a player in college, uh, what, 51 years ago. And every day since, for the most part, uh, we've been doing what we love to do. And, uh, you know, that's such a blessing. And uh, all the friendships that are derived from from that, you know, the platform we have as a, as a coach, you know, to uh, be a part of Coaches for Cancer and to promote research and promote fundraising and and uh, all the opportunities we have to meet people the administrators we've had during those years uh the players that we've had during those years and the relationships that result from all that we've been so blessed in all those ways uh you know couldn't be more thankful and appreciative and and honored to, to be able to do what we've done so we had Kevin on yesterday, and again, congratulations, uh, you know, to him. We know that you're very excited about that. He, one of the things that he said yesterday, he said he wanted to be, a, he knew he wanted to be a head coach when he was about eight or nine years old. <laughs> That's what he said, and that kind of struck me. And I said, okay, so let me ask you: Did you see that in him at that age? And, and if so, um, what what gave you that inclination that he could actually be following in his father's footsteps? Didn't necessarily, you know, from my perspective, didn't necessarily think about the head coaching part as much as, you know, he, he was going to be a leader. You know, he was always a, you know, he thought like a point guard. He, uh, you know, thought like a quarterback. He thought like a shortstop in baseball. I mean, he did all those things growing up, although, you know, he gravitated pretty early on to the basketball side of it. But uh, that, that was what he was always about. He understood. He had a good feel for it. You know, it was about winning. He was about his teammates. So all those things, uh, you know, being a head coach, being a leader, being a business owner, it always goes back to, to being about others. And uh, Kevin always was. He's about fairness. He's about uh, others, you know, and, and making others feel feel good about themselves or do well. 
in their own right, and uh, I think that's what uh, leadership is all about. You know, I remember talking to both you and him two years ago when he uh, took the job uh, with T.G. Alzelberger here at UNLV, and at that point in time, you know, he left your program there. At that point in time, Lon, I mean, you lost an assistant coach, but then again, I'm not say you didn't lose your son, but at least you're not seeing him on a daily basis. What was that like for you when he came here to Vegas to be an assistant coach? Twice, uh, when a young true. guy or yeah. daughter, yeah, yeah, leaves uh, leaves the home, you know, from high school, you really don't expect to spend every day with him again, uh, you know, and that's and that's something that's a transition as a parent, you know, and uh, we had the opportunity when he uh, transferred to UNLV as a grad, you know, grad transfer from Arizona State, to be with him every day, his senior year, his final year of college. And then to come back and uh, be on our staff and be with him every day. And our staff has lunch together every day, and we talk and meet every morning. And to have that experience for a couple years uh, as an assistant coach here, uh, then all of a sudden T.J. Out of, you know, out of the blue kind of calls and says, hey, I'd like to talk to Kevin about being an assistant here. So that was, you know, took a moment there, and, and uh, you know, T.J. You know, kind of recruited him away. Which was great. We uh, wait. Wait, you lost a recruit? I never heard Lon Kruger losing a recruit. You lost your own son as a recruit. What's up with that? Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I blamed it on his mother. Yeah, yeah I blamed it on his mother. <laughs> you know, so uh, but we were thrilled for him. But and the opportunity to go under TJ and, and under a different way of thinking. He, did, he had that at Jack with Jack Murphy at uh, Northern Arizona, and that was a great experience for him. So he's had and he's played you know seven or eight years professionally, and had all those coaches that he learned from and and. We're around, so he's had he's had a pretty varied uh, list of opportunities to learn from other people, which is fantastic. You know, Lon. Yesterday, after we spoke with Kevin, I was uh, TJ and I were kind of talking a little bit after the show, and I jokingly mentioned um, uh, TC and I were talking after the show, and I, I kind of jokingly mentioned to him that it's like, well, what is your wife going to do at some point, especially if you guys met in the tournament, Oklahoma and UNLV? So, uh, was part of this so you didn't have to put her through that pressure down the road? Now yeah, we, we know. Not, yeah, we, we would have not enjoyed that. Uh, actually, when uh, Kevin played at Arizona State. I remember the toughest uh, three days in our family was when uh, the NIT, earlier on at at UNLV, we were in the NIT against Arizona State. And so Kevin was a player there. We were coaching against him. And wife Barbara, you know, mom Barbara, (laughs) clearly I learned quickly who she favored, you know, (laughs) because, uh, you know, I was was, uh, second rung for sure. You know, it's funny. One of the questions that I was I was going to ask you before this news, this bombshell that we got uh, earlier today about you retiring, if you had to handpick a job or recommend Kevin for a program to take over, I would think it'd automatically be UNLV. And I was going to ask you, would it be UNLV or would it be Oklahoma when you retire? And then, sure enough, today, you know, you you retire. So. Uh, it's wow! I answer that I missed, question. I missed, I missed up. I messed up your question. Yeah, uh, you did. A, yeah, yeah, Shame yeah. Well, clear, clearly, it would be UNLV because that's home. That's home for Kevin. Mm-hmm. You, know, we, you know, growing up with us, you know, of course, he traveled all over the country and different jobs and and uh, you know. But but when he was at Oklahoma or at uh, UNLV, that final year of college, ever since then, he's considered Vegas home. And he loves the city and he's got a passion for it, and certainly. Uh, the passion for the Rebels program, so uh, he loves it, and um, and um, you know he'll rally, you know, uh, 
a good group of people around him as it relates to his staff and players and uh, the administration. Uh, uh, it will be very supportive and and people in town. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll it'll, it'll happen in a big way. I'm I'm excited for him. So I'm sure a lot of people, they probably already asked you this, Lon, like, okay, now that you're retired and Kevin's the head coach at UNLV, how involved are you going to be with him uh, in, in that program? And we, we were joking yesterday, we were saying like, well, hey, you know, you know, Lon has all these recruits and doesn't have room for him in Oklahoma. You know, hey, he, he's kind of probably going to be recruiting UNLV, uh, you know, for you as well, too. And we had some fun with that. But uh is is your mo that you're gonna hey just kick back you know watch him grow watch him develop and do his own thing and just kind of big be the biggest UNLV supporter or do you uh, plan on maybe helping him out a little bit? We'll we'll be the biggest supporter uh, you know from from a, from a distance from a fan's perspective uh, yeah I mean we uh, we want uh, Andy's program to be ultra successful uh, but it really from the outside you know other than. You know, just being there supportive, uh, rules kind of limit what you could do. So uh, we're going to do everything we can within the rules. Uh, but it's not like you can entertain recruits. You can't call recruits. You can't, you know, as a fan, you can't do any of that. So uh, obviously, you know, Kevin's not going to operate in the you know, outside the, the compliance uh, allowances. So, But we'll be a fan. Yeah, we'll be a fan. We'll be supportive, just like uh, you or anyone else in town, hopefully. Now, Lon, certainly Kevin knows the city. He played here. Uh, he was an assistant coach at UNLV. Now he's the head coach at UNLV. He he played for you as the coach. So, you know, it's a good thing that he knows the city. But what can you offer him about the challenges and the best-selling points for UNLV? Because you have been the head coach at this school. So that's got to be advantageous for him because, obviously, there's a lot of pluses in this city. But we know that outside of Las Vegas, there's other coaches that try to take pot shots at the town. Yeah, it's, it's just like with anything else you do. Um, you know, it, I don't. It, it, there's not any secret to it. it. It's always about people. It's always about relationships. It's always about treating people right. Being transparent, uh, being open, uh, great communication. Uh, again, whether you're a coach or a parent or a business leader, it, it always comes back to, to the basics. Just treat people right. You know, be uh, honest, be open, be upfront. Uh, no hidden agendas. Um, and and he, that's all he's grown up with. He's grown up with that. You know, everywhere he's been, he's uh, that's what he's about. And he'll do that. And uh, you know, our only advice is just be yourself and and enjoy it. And uh, you know, circle yourself with people that you love doing business with every day, and uh, and uh, it comes pretty simply in that way. Well, you know him better than anybody, Lon. So, what are his biggest strengths and his ability to be a head coach at UNLV? Along those lines that we've been talking about, he's, he's passionate. He's a hard worker. He's not going to cut any corners. He's about other people. You know, making others uh, feel good, uh, doing things for others, uh, helping them. You know, as players. Uh, be the best they can be, and uh, and just do it every day. I think consistency is a huge part of it, and um, he's he's been pretty much that way all his life. I don't see him changing at all. He has very little ego. He's very competitive, but he has very little ego in that way, and uh, he wants to do everything he can to help his players uh, be as, as good as they possibly can be. How would you grade him as a recruiter and a teacher? I think high because being a recruiter is about you know about relationships. Yep, it's about right. people, and uh, again, he's just going to be himself. I think the thing that people will find out about him is 
it's kind of what you see is what you get. <laughs> when he tells you something, it's going to be, you know, a handshake is fine. He doesn't need his written word. You know, he's about, uh, you know, being consistent every day. He's not going to be one way one day, uh, a different way the next. Uh, he's going to treat people the, the same every day. And, and I think, you know, he's you know, going to treat people like you'd want to be treated. And I think if you do that every day and uh, don't offer a, a lot of surprises one day to the next to the people that are working with you and, and that uh, that you're working with, then uh, people are going to come to be pretty comfortable and give you their best effort. All right, Lon Kruger joins us on the day that he announces his retirement from coaching basketball. Today he retires at the University of Oklahoma. You know, Lon, unfortunately there are some people out there that are negative and there's naysayers out there, and some of the people are pointing to the biggest obstacle Kevin have is that he, has, he hasn't been a head coach before. What do you say to those people? Because he's been an assistant, he was a coach on the court, he's been doing this, like he said, he's been dreaming of doing this since he was eight or nine years old, and isn't it true that every head coach out there you know, was never a head coach until they got their first gig. So what do you say about that? Is that a negative, and what's the biggest transition he has to make from being an assistant to being the man, the head guy? Yeah, all that is, is true. You know, this is his first job, and uh, he'll be a better coach in his second year than he is in his first, and he'll be a better one in his tenth than he is in his fifth. <laughs> it's amazing. The value of the experience, you, know, you, you can't argue that, you know. But – He's prepared to be a head coach. He's thought like a head coach. He's been in the huddles. He's been in the, the staff meetings, the recruiting meetings. And, and to your point, you're right. Uh, everyone's a, a first-time head coach at some point in their career. And, and Kevin does understand that the opportunity to be a first-time head coach at UNLV is rare and special because oftentimes you don't have uh, that Status. When you think about the history of it and the success of it, and the and the championships, and and Tark, and uh, you know the other coaches that have been there before, yeah, he knows how fortunate he is. And uh, sometimes it's about timing. Mm. And in this case, I think the timing was right, and he was in the right spot. And uh, and he'll do well. I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, not always do you are you fortunate enough to have that opportunity at that moment. Before we let you go, Lon, just want to get your, your thoughts on the tournament. Uh, you were playing this past weekend, and uh, great victory against Missouri, by the way. Congratulations in the 8-9 game. But then your reward, you get number one Gonzaga uh, in the second round. Hey, you played them very, very tough. Uh, what is your viewpoint of the Zags? And compare them to a program and a team that you know very well in Baylor and maybe some of the other top teams that you've seen so far this year. The Zags are very good. You know, Mark Fear's done a great job for a lot of years. And then you add to that, uh, you know, uh, great players. And, and they are really good. I mean, they got guys that are going to be in the NBA. And, and I think the thing that uh, maybe, you know, we played we played top ten teams all year in the Big 12. And and uh, so our guys were used to that. And yet, Gonzaga is a little different. I think Baylor, if, if, if this wasn't a one-game deal, Every night out in the, in the NCAA play, I think Baylor's the only other team that could maybe match up with Gonzaga. Now, other teams can beat Gonzaga, and they can beat Baylor in a one-game deal. But I think Baylor and Gonzaga have separated themselves a little bit from everyone else in the field, and and uh, uh, I would love to see that you know be the championship game because I think those two 
those two are really special. Right. Well, that's what I have in my bracket. So there you go. And actually, I, I went on a limb, and I, as much as I love Gonzaga, and of course we get a chance to see him out here at the WCC tournament here in Vegas, but I picked Baylor, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, Gonzaga really hasn't seen a team that has all of those type of weapons and that physicality and the way they shoot the ball like Baylor. So, uh, again, you know Baylor better than anybody, and you guys have played them tough as well too. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Yep. No, I think, I think your point is right. I think Baylor's got that, uh, those special guys like like Gonzaga does yeah. and uh, again in this great game uh, anyone can pull an upset I mean obviously but uh, but uh, again if it was a game of uh, three game series or five game series I think those are your two best teams so let me ask you about Alabama because you actually played them earlier this year at the end of January in a non-conference game and you guys beat them earlier this year and we know that they can shoot the three they had a great year in the SEC what's your opinion of Alabama I think they're very good, and Nate Oates has done a terrific job. And the thing about Alabama that maybe people don't give them enough attention because they talk about their three-point shooting and uh, the pace of play and their drive and kick, and they do all that. But they're very good defensively too. They've got rangy athletes that are that are connected, and uh, they've uh, they've been very good on the defensive end. So I think Alabama is a legitimate uh, legitimate threat. Uh, Sixteen teams that are left are are all pretty good. I think Oregon. I think Dane Altman, of course, I'm a huge fan of his. Yep. But I uh, think he's uh, done a phenomenal job, and uh, and uh, they got Southern Cal uh, on Sunday, and Southern Cal, of course, you know, is great, you know, given how they thrashed uh, Kansas, uh, you know, last weekend. Uh, not many people can do that to a, to a Kansas team, and and they did, and Andy Enfield's done a great job there too. Hey, Lon, getting back real quick here to Vegas. Um, when you were here, you certainly had UNOV, and you guys were the king of the sports world out here, and then there'd be big boxing matches or UFC events or something like that. But now when you come to town and you visit uh, Kevin, uh, did you ever think you'd have the opportunity to go see NHL games and the Raiders and the NFL and that? Did, did you ever see Vegas getting professional major league sports? Certainly, I think you know Vegas is, is – so attractive and, and so unique. Uh, absolutely, it was going to happen. I, I don't, didn't know it was going to happen that quickly, but uh, having the the, the the Knights in there, having the Raiders in there, I think that only makes it more challenging. And, and uh, you know, UNLV's got to do a better job than they've ever done before because there's uh, more competition. And in Vegas, there's always competition because of the, you know, the casinos and the great shows and the great restaurants and all the great entertainment. And, uh, and I think all that's healthy because, uh, again, people have a choice, and not just uh, for food and entertainment, but also entertainment as it relates to sports teams. And for years, uh, UNLV was the sports team in Las Vegas, and now you got other great sports teams, and UNLV has to you know, continue to, to push to raise the bar. And uh, hopefully um, you know, they can figure out how to do that. All right, Lon Kruger joins us. Lon, uh, talk real quick about coaches versus cancer because that has been your pride and joy. You've done a fantastic job here with the event in Vegas, and like I said earlier, just you know nationwide, but raising millions upon millions of dollars for research of coaches versus cancer. Now that you are officially retired, do you uh, uh, still continue with that? Do you take on a little bigger role? Because uh, we know uh, how fond you are of this charity. Talk a little bit about this and, uh, and all the research. Sir, I appreciate that. Um, uh, everyone's been touched by cancer, so absolutely, we'll continue uh, with what we've been doing. Uh, coaches around the country do a great job because of the MGM Resorts. They're in town as a host sponsor, and Sanford Health uh, out of South Dakota, you know, being the 
uh, Signature Sponsor, uh, you got uh, Shadow Creek, you got Southern Highlands as, as two host golf courses. Uh, the Summit out on West, uh, new newer facility out there, it's great, and they've joined in. Uh, yeah, it's, Vegas is a natural to, to continue that. This is the 14th year coming up this May, and uh, people do a great job. Uh, DJ Allen and, and Bridget Byrne and the X's and, uh, and O's of success there in town do a great job organizing it locally so uh, but because people coaches come to town they know it's a great cause uh, we've raised uh, certainly millions of dollars because of the participation of all those uh, people and all those sponsors so we'll keep that up and may 16th may 18th uh, this uh, this spring and i think people are anxious to get out and be more normal because of the pandemic and hopefully uh, vegas continues to move in the direction that it has recently um, in allowing all those uh, great things to happen. All right. Well, great stuff, Lon. We appreciate uh, all of your time here in Vegas, what you do, again, on the court, off the court. And now uh, we'll probably be seeing you a lot more. So it means more appearances for you on the show now because we always have you on usually during Coaches versus Cancer or prior to that, and we'll see a lot of the Thomas and Mac. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, grac- graciously appreciate your time, especially today, my friend, because I know uh, this was somewhat unexpected. I know when you probably agreed to do this interview, you weren't planning on uh, you know meeting your team and and, and uh, announcing your retirement today. So uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and doing that. It, it really means a lot. Well, thank you. You're you're our, our first official show in retirement, so we uh, <laughs> we, will, we will always have that. So uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate your support, promotion of uh, the coaches versus cancer and, and everything else. So uh, always always. Uh, Appreciate the opportunity. Are you feeling a little bit relieved today, or how how you feeling? I mean, has it hit you yet that hey, I'm retired right now? <laughs> well, I haven't felt it yet because it, it becomes kind of a whirlwind on that first day. But uh, but now it's there's mixed emotions because we love what we do and and we love the guys and and we'll miss that. We'll we'll absolutely miss that. And uh, and yet um, we look forward to what lies ahead. I mean, the shoot. Uh, there's so many exciting things out there and, and opportunities. And like you said earlier, the grandkids, uh, you know, Kevin's program and UNLV's program. And, and I'll say, too, the thing that people will find that that will be, you know, I said in, in air, Kevin's program, this is a city's program. This is UNLV, belongs to Las Vegas, the people, the fans, the players, the former players. I mean, Kevin will make that a priority to, to that this is uh, everyone's program is shared ownership and, and uh, that's part of why uh, it will work going forward. All right. Who's cutting down the nets? I, I'm going to go with Big 12. You know, there you all the way. <laughs> Respect Gonzaga, but I'll be pulling for Baylor. All right, brother. Hey, thanks a lot, Lon. Right. We appreciate your time, and look forward to talking to you and seeing you very, very soon. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Congratulations on a great career and enjoy retirement. You got it. Lon Kruger, Oklahoma Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Retires today. Wow. As Kevin Kruger accepts the UNLV head coaching job just three days earlier. So looking forward to seeing more of Long Kruger around Las Vegas. When we come back on the other side, we got Chuck Esposito. We also got Rob Van Dam and more March Madness talk. VGK as well, too. TC Barn Ballpark Frank on a thunderous Thursday.